0: stuff freaks, it's your boy marty here to introduce this rip of tftc this rip was brought to you by our good friends at river River's here building up bitcoin infrastructure they build their own infrastructure they don't have any third-party dependencies like prime trust or fortress they built their own wallets they custody their own bitcoin in multi-sig if you buy bitcoin on river it is reserved one-to-one in multi-sig cold storage you can dca on river if you dollar cost average you set it and forget it you're not gonna pay any fees on those buys you can set limit orders maybe you you thought the price of bitcoin was going to dump after the etf and you know not to buy the etf you need to buy actual bitcoin you could have set a limit order below the price of where it was when it launched you could have set it at like thirty nine thousand. that would have been filled you can do that on river very easily they also have river links which allows you to gift people bitcoin it's a fascinating incredible way to do it you Go in the River app. You create a gift, a link, a River link. You say, hey, I want to give my friend $100 worth of Bitcoin. Then you send them the link. They click the link, and they can say, hey, I want to sweep this to my River account if I have it or any other wallet that I want to. It's the best way to gift Bitcoin. If you're stacking sats, if you're gifting Bitcoin, if you want to set limit orders, go to River. Go to river.com slash tftc. Sign up today. You're going to get $5 worth of Bitcoin. This rip was also brought to you by good friends down the hall. Unchained also doing it the right way. Also building their own infrastructure. What Unchained is doing revolves around multi-sig custody. Two or three multi-sig quorum. It's a collaborative custody model. Their vault product allows you to hold two keys. Unchained holds one. You can distribute your risk, eliminate single points of failure. Unchained's there to be the second in the two or three multi-sig quorum if you need them. They also have an IRA product. A lot of people aping into the ETFs. Don't think that. It's the best idea. You should get access to actual Bitcoin that you, can, that you can control. And if you want to have an IRA and Bitcoin in your IRA, go to Unchained, transition your, your IRA into their Bitcoin IRA, and you can hold your own keys, again, with that two or three collaborative custody model. So, If you're thinking, oh, I want to invest in Bitcoin from my retirement account, I have this IRA, I don't want to liquidate it, and then buy Bitcoin, you don't have to. Hit up the concierge team, down the hall, go to unchained.com slash consultation, set up a consultation, learn about their IRA. There's many people doing it. I know many people in my family have done it. They're very happy. They feel secure. They feel happy. The Unchained team is the best in the space at onboarding people. Unchained.com slash consultation. Tell them the TFTC sent you. This was also brought to you by good friends at CrowdHealth and Bitcoin we're focused on taking sovereignty back in the monetary perspective at crowd health. It's taking sovereignty back from a healthcare perspective, typical or health insurance. The industry is notoriously opaque, expensive, impersonal. Crowd health is a different model. It's not health insurance. It's crowdfunded healthcare. You you pay a monthly fee, you pay, pay a membership fee. You join the crowd health community. If you ever need to go to the doctor, you tell crowd health, Hey, I'm going to the doctor. I say, all right, get us a bill. You go to the doctor, you get the bill, you give it to Crowd Health. they negotiate the price lower, then you pay the first $500 of that bill and the rest gets crowdfunded by the Crowd Health community. They've had 100% of bills paid to date. They can't guarantee that will happen, but the model seems to be working. Uh, if you're young, healthy, have a good income, you don't want to pay crazy health insurance premiums, you don't want to pay crazy health care costs, maybe you're unemployed, you're paying COBRA, that's what happened to me. I was an unemployed, but I left a company, did not get health insurance and I was on Cobra extremely expensive ditched Cobra for CrowdHealth it's way cheaper me and my family love it we've been using it and it works it's worked for us we've used it multiple times throughout the last two years since we've been CrowdHealth community members so go to joincrowdhealth.com slash TFTC sign up today and you're going to get $99 for the first six months of your membership fee last but not least this rip was brought to you by Bitcoin Talenko. Bitcoin Talenko is here Whew to help you find the best talent in the world. If you're a company building out the space, a lot of the companies we talked about, John and I, in this episode, they need to hire. Some of them are using Bitcoin Talent Co to go hire what they need. It's a Bitcoin recruiting firm built by Bitcoiners for Bitcoiners. They understand Bitcoin. Again, like John and I discussed, they're uh, an inch wide and a mile deep in understanding Bitcoin. So it's not just some recruiting firm that's going to not understand what Bitcoin is and not know the talent to bring to you. They do know, they understand multisig, they understand mining, they understand lightning. They're going to be able to find you the talent. Go to bitcointalent.co, tell them the TFTC sent you, get onboarded with them, get the best talent. You don't need a full-time employee, you need a contract worker. Guess what? They have a flex program that'll allow you to tap into a roster of people who are willing to work uh, for short periods of time, three months, six months, whatever you need. You need a design sprint, an engineering sprint. You need a part-time CFO. Bitcoin Talent Go can find those people for you. BitcoinTalent.co. Tell them the TFTC sent you. Wasn't last but not least, also, new sponsor. Been drinking uh, electrolytes to, to supplement my water, my hydration. Salt of the earth. Go to drink, S-O-T-E, drinksote.com. DrinkSote.com slash tftc check it out with that tftc promo code you'll get 15 percent off enjoy this rip Ta-ke. you've had a dynamic where money's become freer than free if you talk about a fed just gone nuts all all the central banks going nuts so it's all acting like safe haven I
1: believe that in a world where central bankers are tripping over themselves to devalue their currency,
0: Bitcoin wins. In the world of fiat currencies, Bitcoin is the victor.
1: I mean, that's part of the bull case for Bitcoin.
0: If you're not paying attention, you probably should be. Probably should be. You probably
1: should be. How come you don't talk about Owl's Lacrosse anymore?
0: Owl's Lacrosse?
1: Owl's Lacrosse.
0: Still a big fan of Owl's Lacrosse. Uh, big
1: shout out to Sam.
0: Sam Angelata.
1: <laughs> Owl's Lacrosse.
0: Unfortunately a uh, cash app well, not unfortunately just way of the business cash app as a sponsor and that was a that was a deal we did with cash app where people would sign up
1: oh and you were just giving the like referral to them
0: I think so yeah yeah they seem to be doing great Sam's crushing it I talked to him I think like six months ago it's funny one of the girls um one of the women who works here in the comments was friends with him growing up. And we somehow stumbled. I think I was talking about Owls Lacrosse. She was like, you know Sam? I was like, yeah. I know Sam.
1: So the girl out there, Julia, said she like got the job because of her brother who's a listener of you. Do you know who who she, her brother is? I don't know.
0: There's a lot of listeners out there. She'll come a long way from the DPU Lax days.
1: Dude, yeah. Um, well, I was done playing 2010 and that was, dude, how about we tell the story of your last game? (laughs) (laughs) That was your last game, right? Last game
0: ever hung up, hung up the cleats after that one. All right. Do you want to like
1: tell your side of the story and then I'll, I'll fill it in
0: we were playing Augustana, Augustana, Augustana. We're in Rock Island, Illinois, on the border of Illinois and Iowa. This is 2010.
1: Must have been or 2009,
0: 2010, 2010. We were on the back end of a road trip. We had gone down to like St. Louis and made our way back up mm-hmm. to Rock Island, right? Yeah. And we're playing in the middle of nowhere. Tired. I think that was our third game that weekend. I think we were in Indianapolis, then Missouri. Poor
1: scheduling, just like. <laughs> and then up to yep. Iowa.
0: Uh, yeah, I decided I didn't want to play long stick. Uh, I didn't want to play close defense. I wanted to play midi. So I grabbed a stick and then Pat Desmond, who I saw crying on Instagram because <laughs> the Detroit Lions won uh, a playoff game for the first time in 30 years the other day.
1: How did I miss that? Dang, wow. He
0: He, uh, he threw me, so in lacrosse, When the goalie saves a ball and you break out to start the transition, uh, you're looking for the ball over your shoulder, looking back at the goalie and the goalie's supposed to throw you a tight, a tight ball right to your stick um, because there's defenders out there. They could hit you. Desmond threw me. What? I mean,
1: he shouldn't have, she shouldn't even looked, (laughs) shouldn't even looked you were right in the middle of the field. Yes. Like definitely, you know, go to the outside. And I mean, you just do one of these over your shoulder and then it was just buddy pass, like nice lob, hits your stick and it was just like decked.
0: Some dude it had to be like six five, two hundred fifty 250 pounds hit me straight in the chest. I mean, I don't remember any of it.
1: And, and like, you just hit the ground so hard. It was like a big duffel bag just got dropped from like a 10 story building. That's how it sounded. And I got knocked out, but you got up like right away and you came and you came out of the side and I remember being like I was like damn out wow, he really got his bell rung <laughs> and I was like, okay, but like I Was trying to keep pushing you to like go back. I was like, yeah, man, like we just need to you know, get some momentum on offense and, and, and get it going and you were like ready to go back out and Tim this is another. Like, Tim Courier was like, we were so ragtag that it was like always a player coach. Tim was a senior and he was the head coach, and he was like, "Dude, he's not going back. He's not going back out." And you were like, ready to go, and then he goes, "He's like, steak. What, what day is it?" And you're just like, "Oh
0: fuck!" I had no idea what day <laughs> it was. I got hit so hard to scary. piss myself.
1: That was scary, and, and that's when we were like. Got to take him to the hospital, yeah, and and drove you to
0: the hospital. And I no, had a, an ambulance showed up. I went in the ambulance because I remember they put an IV in me in the ambulance.
1: So I went in the ambulance with you and had to call your mom because <laughs> I was the president. And um, oh man, that was that sucked. Like no, I remember. And you were like, this is like, I was like, have you had a concussion before? And you're like, yeah, it's like my like
0: seventh one or something. <laughs> yeah, it was my sixth pretty bad concussion. And I remember coming to in the, uh, in the middle of Rock Island, Illinois, in the middle of nowhere, We're like waiting in the waiting room for a doctor to see me. And I come to, like, I think i come out of the, the fog I was in after being hit. And I like come to, and the first thing I see is this like dude with like a bald head and he's got a tattoo of a middle finger on the back of his head. I was like, where the fuck am I? What am I doing here? Get old rock Island. And then you, I think it was Guido and Reed waited and we drove back to Chicago through the middle of the night and I was fucked up for like two weeks. Yeah, man, that's, that was, that wasn't, that was
1: scary. I remember just being like, I couldn't believe, I, I felt so guilty that I was like, I wanted you to just keep playing. I was like, <laughs> dude, come on, let's go. And Tim, when he called you out on the date, I was like, wow, that's that, I guess that's how, you know,
0: that's I couldn't like, even spell my name. <laughs> I, I, I it's weird. Cause I have like these, I remember Tim asked me that and I didn't know, I didn't know what day it was. And I remember asking me to spell my name, and I could see my name in my brain, but I couldn't, like, articulate the letters. I was like, yeah. Here we are, though. I mean, You've come a long way. Yeah. Come a long way. I became that player coach and after, the, yeah. after I got knocked out. I started so coaching my sophomore year. Then that was,
1: yeah, sophomore year. How did you guys do sophomore and junior year?
0: The We kept getting progressively better. Sophomore year was the worst, but then junior and senior year. We did well, obviously, the senior year. Ending with a ship.
1: And you didn't have any other coach sophomore year or junior year? had that
0: dude, Colbert, what was the name? He was terrible. and Uh, He tried to to be like the head coach over I
1: think we're probably going to get some DPU lax guys listening to this, hopefully,
0: (laughs) right? I would imagine. (laughs) But no, it's weird thinking back because that was like 2010. I got knocked out, couldn't play lacrosse anymore, couldn't play sports anymore, except for like basketball at the Ray.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's like sort of what set me down the path to Bitcoin. I was like, all right, can't play sports anymore. Let me focus on economics and all this shit. Then fell down the Bitcoin rabbit hole like two and a half years later.
1: Yeah, and 2013 was the championship season. Yes, when your boy showed up as an assistant assistant coach.
0: <laughs> yes, thank you. From the from the mean streets, the Grubhub coming into a.
1: Groupon. Groupon, not Hub, And I wasn't even at Groupon at the time. I was at this other company called um, Bright Tag. And I was not not enjoying my job. And I just remember being like, this is sweet. Like, this team is, like, winning. And, like, and then going down and winning the conference championship great rivers conference yes grlc grlc and then going to the national championship tournament that was like that was so fun to just like because when i was playing it was like the first year we were killing it we had all these brother rice guys we were like smoking the league and then we got moved up into like a legit league conference and then we were just getting our asses kicked by like wheaton and like because we were just like partying a lot and like these guys are all sober, just working us, but like we had kids from brother rice, you know, like the best school in the Midwest. Um, but yeah, that was so fun. Like seeing, uh, a team that you built pretty much from like the freshman year. It's like sophomore and then coach, like win a championship. That was
0: like, it was awesome. All it see. took was a little structure. All I did was add 6am workouts in the off season and two <laughs> practices a week in season and we just had camaraderie and a bit of structure. And actually, obviously, playing lacrosse in the Northeast allows you to know the game pretty well. I knew how to organize a defense. I handled the defense, and there were some players on the team that could put together an offense. I was like, you guys focus on offense. I'll make sure the defense is good.
1: Yeah, I didn't even really, like, uh, try to do any X's and O's. I was, like, just trying to hype everyone up. (laughs) I was like, let's just fucking kick the shit out of these guys. Let's go.
0: But we've come a long way since then. Yeah, like you said, you're at Ten Groupon. Years. At what was that one? And Bright Tag. At bright Tag. You don't seem like somebody likes uh, being chained to a desk or working for a company.
1: No. When I was working at Groupon, I really enjoyed. I was doing sales, and I was like launching markets. My first market at Groupon was Fayetteville, North Carolina, and it's like a tiny military town outside of Raleigh. And I like went out there and it was really fun actually like going to visit and like meeting with, like I had my best customer was a indoor skydiving place. So I like got to go there and like do that. And like meeting people face to face and like doing those deals was really fun. And then I started to do the, moved up from Fayetteville to Raleigh, and then Charlotte. And then I started doing the Groupon Getaways. And I was doing... I was, like, in charge of, like, the ski Groupons, all the mountain stuff, all the resorts. And I found this one conference called the Mountain Travel Symposium. And I remember just <laughs> pitching, like, the GM of the Groupon Getaways. I was like, look, Living Social is there. They're, like, the headline sponsor. Like, we have no representation. We We got to be there. Like, and he was like, well... I don't want to pay, I don't want to like pay to be there, but like, I'll send you there if you want to go. I was like, okay, I was at Squaw Valley. And I was like, this is sweet. I'm going to, I'm going to get paid to go like ski for a week and like meet all the, it was like a speed dating type of thing. And everyone's like skiers and stuff. And I, I, there's a movie like my favorite ski movie. I, I think I probably told all the team about it called uh, NAR.
0: NAR. Yes.
1: And um it's based on this book called Squallywood. That's a NAR is like a acronym for Gaffney's numerical assessment of radness and he Scott Gaffney, Rob Gaffney, they wrote this guide book on how to attack the mountain and like get er, points, get points for system. certain lines and then you get like extra credit points for doing shit like going up, skiing up to a bunch of like a stranger and saying like, Hey, I just want to let you know I'm the best rider on the mountain or like, I'm so much sicker than you. Like, I can't believe you're a pro. Um, just like skiing naked, like doing like the more uncomfortable, something made you feel the more points it was worth. And I think I was really, made everybody like watch that on the lacrosse team. Yes. (laughs) I was like, this movie is how I live my life. Like you gotta (laughs) do this. And, um, yeah, I I had a hard time, like, keeping a desk
0: job. Yeah, especially at Groupon. Like, what happened to Groupon? Is it still around? Like, I think Groupon may be, like, one of the prototypical products of, like, zero interest rate policy companies. They just got a shit ton of money. Well, They were huge in Chicago when we were So there.
1: this was even, this is way before zero interest rates. This was, like, for the longest time, it was like, okay, we have... Like, I don't know. I felt like they really put um, e-commerce and like email, like, okay, how do we we figure out like what to do with like social, like sharing and, and like emails and like deals and like, I don't know. I feel like Groupon was just the right place at the right time and everyone figured out like, okay, if we can just get a Groupon deal, like we're gonna get in front of so many people. We're gonna drive so much traffic to our business. Um, but it, it, it was ultimately like a lending platform because really? these restaurants were like always strapped for cash and the best deals were like restaurant deals. And it'd be like, okay, you try to, you'd call a restaurant and you'd say, okay, so what's your average ticket for Pete, for two people? And they'd say, oh, it's $25. So you'd say, okay, we'll do a deal, $12 gets you $25 worth of food at you know, your barbecue restaurant, you get $6 and we get $6. And that those rates aren't, don't happen anymore. Or at least that's how it worked in the beginning. And so then they would sell like a thousand of these Groupon's, And so that's 6,000 bucks. And that's the 6,000 bucks that they like didn't have to do anything for. And then they get a check, you know, like 30 days later for 6,000 bucks, but then they get like slammed business and like, the whole staff is like pissed off the customers get pissed off and like it's kind of a nightmare but like for a while it was like the hottest thing it was like and it was like really fun to work there like
0: oh, i remember going to visit the offices super fun when some of our friends would work there it was a, a campus every two weeks
1: there was like 60 people from like big 10 schools that were just getting like just graduated that were like rolling in and everyone's making like 10 grand a month selling coupons you know it was like crazy <laughs> it was great and everyone's like partying like after work every night um and like you could see it was like instant gratification you know you'd like you call a business you do a deal and then you in like seven days it would be live on the internet and then you just like look at your deal like after work on your phone you just be like you know refreshing my deal like how much you know calculating your commission in your head like Nice. 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 Like kind of crazy, you know, thinking back and and thinking about like some of the businesses that just like got blown out.
0: Yeah. is that's not a viable business at the end of the day, right? <laughs> like imagine the restaurant sells at $25 dollars do for you, 12.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can only do it like once a year or like once very sparingly, but then like, it's like a drug. Like these restaurants are like, hey, let's do it again. Run it
0: again. Are they making money though? Or are they losing money from this?
1: it's not it's like they're usually not making money but it's like an advertising expense yeah it's kind of how you have to i don't know think about it yeah
0: you're getting people in hoping they come back
1: yeah that's what that was one of our lines when we call be like you know would you rather put up a billboard or would you rather have them come in the door and try your food you know, and let it speak for itself. You know, like, do, do you think you could get them to come back a second time? And they're always like, yeah, oh, yeah, I can get a book, come back. It's like,
0: I don't know. Yeah. It's funny how that space has evolved. Now it's all. What do you think is taking over Groupon? If that. I don't know. I mean, something like Easy Table? Is it Easy Table? What is it? I'm trying to think of the apps. I mean,
1: I don't know any of these i just do like instacart yeah i like never go out to eat
0: well that's the thing that's like i mean that's sort of what i wanted to dig into with you um sean good friend founder of salt of the earth which i've been using a lot of and um we've been talking a lot as you've been growing this business over the last six months and i think um having been your friend for shit almost a decade now more than a decade now, 14 years now, 15 years, almost crazy thing. I'm a decade out of college. Um, it seems like you're really invigorated about like starting your own business and leaning in and not only starting your own business, but something that sort of aligns with who you are today. Cause you're not a party boy anymore. No, no, no. You've really leaned into the health side of things.
1: Yeah, man. I, uh, I'm almost like seven years no without a drink.
0: How's that? How's that? But what, the, why did you decide to stop?
1: Um, so it was on my 30th birthday or like right after my 30th birthday, I was, I was listening to this podcast of Tim Ferriss and Laird Hamilton. Mm-hmm. And Tim Ferriss was like, so Laird, um, if you could tell your 30 year old self, like one piece of advice, like, what would it be? And Laird was like, stop drinking alcohol. And I was just like, and Laird's like, you know, you know, Laird, he's like this epic, like big wave surfer. Who's just like badass dude. And I was like, I, I want to be like Laird. Like if, and it, I don't know something about the way he said it. And like, I was, um, had been giving up alcohol for Lent for like six years. And it was always like something that I saw huge benefits from. I was like, wow, like my sleep's better. Like, I'm just like feeling better. All the just all these benefits. And then like, also I, I remember my telling my grandmother, like, like that I was doing this. She's like, why don't you just give up? Just stop. If you keep talking about how great it is, why don't you just stop? And I was like, yeah, all right, maybe. And then like she died. And then like, I don't know, a few weeks later I heard Laird say that and I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna, right, I'm gonna
0: like try it. Maybe that's a sign. Do you miss it at all? No, not really. Yeah. Like, it's, uh,
1: it's helped me a lot. Just like not drinking, like, um, and what ways? I mean, really the, like the sleep was probably the biggest thing. Um, I mean, but then the, uh, the drugs didn't really stop after the, after the drinking, I let, I let that keep going for another, like four or five months. And then that got like crazy. And then I was like, I got to stop everything.
0: Mm -hmm. So you've been completely sober for almost seven years. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Pretty wild change. How crazy did it get? Like I want to share somehow on this podcast, those pictures that we have of like popping champagne bottles from like the championship days. And like we, I mean, I designed a shirt for our lacrosse team. That was like, it was like a PBR. DePaul blue demons. I don't think I have the shirt anymore, but Jeremy shockey has got one. He's got, he's got one somewhere. Um, which is another kind of crazy story. Um, he became best friends with Jeremy
0: Shockey for a short stint there. You (laughs) still talk to him at all?
1: Yeah. I mean, every once in a while, um, so yeah, that was during the same time actually that we were doing the coaching That I was like helping out, helping you out with the coaching at DePaul. I went on vacation. Um, So, at this company, Bright Tag, they were really flexing the like unlimited vacation policy. And I was like, I'm going to take two weeks and go to Vail, end of December, like peace. And like, my brother was um, like mountain safety and at Beaver Creek, and he was living in this dorm style place called the tarns and it was like like a college dorm i mean it was like a common room this was like this big and then four bedrooms attached and i was sleeping on the couch but it was ski and ski out so i was like skiing a lot and the second day in i was getting kind of bored because they all had like jobs and i could only ski with like my brother like half the day certain days and so (laughs) i found out that you could the private lessons were a thousand dollars a day and i was like i could do that like i'm like better skier than this guy and so i posted an ad on craigslist saying you know i'll give free snowboard lessons skiing or snowboarding lessons um anywhere in like summit county like around and so i'm getting hit up like crazy and I have like these two girls that want to go snowboarding. I've never given a lesson, and I go to the bar that night, and I. It's Jeremy Shockey sits down right next to me, and I was like, "Whoa, like this guy's massive," and I was like, "Can I get a like picture?" And I'm, I'm like, just hanging with him, and he's like, "I." And I'm wearing like I have a little bit of gear like gear like I'm wearing a hat that says like Beaver Creek. It kind of looks like I'm like I work for the mountain a little bit, and he's like, "What?" What do you do? What are you doing here? And I was like, Yeah, well, I'm I'm giving these two girls snowboarding lessons tomorrow. And he's like, Dude, let's fuck these girls. <laughs> he's like, he, He's like, Give me your number, and cause there's no girls in the mountain towns. It's like eight to one ratio. So he's like, texting me the next day. He's like, Yo, what are you guys doing? I was like, Hey, sorry. Like the next the next day, the girls bail. They're like hungover not gonna, not gonna go skiing. And so Shaki was like, well, all right, well, can you give me and my friend like lessons? I was like, sure, I've never given a lesson before. And like, I have a GoPro and he introduces me to this guy. This guy's name is Fred and he's like in his fifties and he's like very beginner snowboarder. And he's like, okay, so how does this work? Like you're like free or what? And I was like, "Look, I, um, it, it's for, it's known as pirate instruction on the mountain. Like, uh-huh. you get banned for life if you get caught doing this at Vail Resorts. I didn't know that at the time, but like, it, they they'll they'll try to throw a felony at you, saying it's like theft of service from Vail Resorts. It's federal wildlife land, like all this bullshit. So you have to, you can't, like, you can't even post that on Craigslist anymore. <laughs> they they like scan it and they'll pull it down." But I was like, "Look, I'm not, I, I'm not really allowed to like charge you for a lesson, but like, if you want to give me a tip, you, you can. Um, it's a thousand, or you can go pay a thousand dollars to to Vale. And like, I have a GoPro. I'm gonna make a video. It's gonna be like way sicker than whatever you're gonna get from these get from that, you know, idiot. And he was like, "Okay, let's do it." And he just throws me like five hundred bucks cash. Like, right right away, just slaps my hand. I was like, all right, we're in business. And then, like, the next day, he just does it again. He just, like, keeps doing it. And then I'm, like, hanging out. It's, like, him and and Shockey. And then after a week of doing that, they were like, okay, every time we come back, and these guys were in Miami, and they're like, every time we come back out to the mountain, like, we're going to fly you out from Chicago, and you'll, like, be our guy. I was like, all right, sweet. So, like, that was, like, Christmas I did that and then like spring break I did that and then another Christmas another spring break and then I know two Christmases and then they were like okay like they offer me a job in like their family office in South Beach and I moved down 2014 you've been in Miami ever since I've been there ever since do you like Miami I do like it yeah Miami Beach South Beach
0: (laughs) I think it suits your needs better than Chicago
1: I mean, dude, yeah, I, I was like, I was living with my parents right before that. Like I was like, had lost, had eventually lost that job with, uh, bright tag now. And they changed the name like a bunch of times, but yeah, it was like taking too many vacations. It's probably, yeah. They were just like, who's this fucking guy like thinks he's like a lacrosse coach and a snowboard instructor. Like you got a job to do buddy. <laughs> <laughs> like, not cool enough nobody cares about tag management also at the time i was trying to sell a technology for like a stupid amount of money like five thousand dollars a month at google had just came out with like google tag manager and that was free and everyone's like oh
0: never gonna take your call (laughs) (laughs) so yeah and yeah, again, it doesn't seem like you're you're cut out for, to work for somebody. Which is like...
1: Believe me, I've tried. I, you know, I've tried. I'm, but
0: I'm the same way. Yeah. I tried to quit many times. But it's that thing, it's like that nagging thing in you. It's like, oh, I'm not liking this. Life's short. I, I gotta go after something I want. It's,
1: yeah, so then after the family office thing, I, I got a job with auction.com and that was like I was like okay this is cool this is like tech this is real estate I was like doing a lot of real estate stuff and tech stuff and then I was just like this is just getting kind of bored and I I I went to this like coding boot camp didn't you do a a design coding boot camp yeah see I was like I'm gonna do that I was like I want to like build something you know like and uh, that was 2017 and like right before that, like kind of like during in the middle of that, I was like, okay, I'm gonna try to start a snowboarding, a a plant based protein. I was like really into. It. I had just watched, what the health, and was like, I was like, okay, I'm, do, I'm gonna try the vegan thing hardcore. Oh God, I I went there. That sounds terrible. For like a year, I was like hardcore. How into unhealthy it. did you get? I mean, I was training for an Ironman too. So and I was like, oh, I'm I'm. I'm following the rich role playbook, you know, like this guy did five iron men in like five days. And to me that was like, and he was like 50 and I was like, okay, I'm as a vegan. Yeah. But they're like, now there's guys like James Lawrence who did like 50 iron men and 50 states in 50 days. He's done a hundred. He just did a thing like I call like, he did like a hundred iron men in a row. This, he's not a vegan. Like these guys are, I even met like other like crazy Ironman athletes and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing the like vegan thing. And they were like, dude, what are you doing? Like, no, but I don't know. For some people it works. I tried it and I was like, maybe I, and I wanted to create a product because I saw this girl. Her name is uh, Michelle Lewin. She's like an OG Instagram fit, fitness influencer. She's like, she was like the first one. She was in my, lived in my building in South beach and I'd see her at the gym and I was like, yeah, she's pretty fit. But like, she just made it look really easy. You know, like she has probably like 50 million followers on Instagram now. And like, she, she launched some products and just like blew up. And I was like, Oh my God, like this crazy, like you just need to like, I don't know, be fit and like come up with a product and like put it on Instagram (laughs) and it'll sell. And you gotta be like a hot girl. That helps. That helps. Yeah. But then I was like in South Beach, you know, trying to sell a snowboarding plant-based, like high altitude training protein powder. It just like it just like didn't work. No. It wasn't yeah. it just it just didn't work. And so then I was and it was all kind of falling apart while I was doing the coding boot camp. And so then I was like, okay, I'm going to like try to get more like technical and like learn more about like how to build a company on my own. Like I just, I want to build something and kind of got into like, uh, like the DevOps stuff, like AWS and, uh, just like cloud architecture. And then, well, at the, at the coding bootcamp, I I made a product. I actually won actually, you know, who was in my bootcamp was Sam
0: Abbasi. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Who's been on the podcast? Been
0: on podcast. Ten thirty one portfolio company, Hoseki. They actually just Hoseki. made a big announcement today with Bitwise.
1: What's the deal? What's he what's he up to? I haven't talked to him in like forever.
0: He found a company, Hoseki, and they're um they essentially are creating a tool that allows you to validate that you own Bitcoin. And so they just announced this partnership with Bitwise, which launched one of the ETFs where like Hoseki will help validate and do proof of reserves for them. So they They can prove the ETF actually has the Bitcoin. Mm.
1: So we had this competition at the end of the boot camp. I won. Was it your? It was. It was called Cabbage Patch. It was the dollar cost averaging app. Mm -hmm. And um, it worked. It Actually worked. Like I like was able to like you know scrap it together and like get it to work. And then I tried to actually. Um, Sam and his team actually tried to like buy me or like f- figure out, they're like, let's work together. And I was like, ah, I don't know. I'm going to try to sell this thing on my own. And I had this guy who started a company. He, w- he was like, had some, he just sort of raised like,
0: wait, wait, explain the, the oh, the explain
1: app. the app. So the app was called Cabbage Patch and it was, it hooked up to your bank account and Every after every pr- it would round up every purchase and then buy Bitcoin with the spare change. Mm. Um, so if you bought this coffee for you know 80 cents, it would round up to a dollar and then t- take that 20 cents and invest it into Bitcoin. The problem is if you're buying Bitcoin at 20 cents, the commission is like huge at the transaction. It was like it doesn't really make sense to buy that much
0: that small amount
1: that small amount of bitcoin that frequently so what it turned into was an app that just bought bitcoin it it would be like the way that the workaround was like okay we're gonna tally up your spare change at the end of the month and it was usually around 20 bucks and so that was that was like the app it was basically (sighs) like 20 bucks on average like you're gonna buy every month and like on autopilot um and yeah, a bunch of apps kind of came out at the same time doing the same thing. And you can do that with Cash App Now.
0: You could do it with Cash app At the time, you couldn't do it with Cash App. I think you, maybe you planted the idea in their mind. Yeah,
1: I mean there was like there was I wasn't the first one to have the idea. There was there was a couple other out there like uh, but there was there was a guy actually he he had the best one. It was called CoinFlash. I remember I remember just staring at his site and being like, damn, this guy's so good. What <laughs> was CoinFlash? The same thing, but like he had you could buy Litecoin, you could buy ETH. Yeah, that could, sounds terrible. Yeah, you could but like he also was better with JavaScript and like so the front end looked really slick. Mm-hmm. It was like with a lot of a lot of toggles and moving parts. It was just
0: like, ooh, like that's nice. Yeah. We're like I think I was saying this earlier, I think to Parker, you were probably one of the only dudes at DePaul that listened to me back in the day. I was like, You guys should like maybe look into Bitcoin
1: yeah no we were i I think the first time i i heard about bitcoin was um i had a couple friends that had this other startup that had this one engineer from notre dame and he was like i just heard he was like he just had bought like so much bitcoin and was like this and and he he was like (laughs) just like a dirty nerdy, like super nice guy, super brilliant guy. And I just kept hearing this story about how he like, you know, hit it big and then lost it all, you know, <laughs> like he got hacked or something. It was like, oh, like Joey had like 10 million Bitcoin and he just, and then he put, then some Russian hacker took it all and then he moved to Africa or something and I was like, oh man what is this Bitcoin? And then like, I remember you and me chatting about it, like probably yeah, early on, just like in G chats, like,
0: like, are you following this stuff? Like, this is like pretty wild. Yeah. It was when I was working at a, uh, a Dearborn, I, I forgot about G chat. It was like you, my wife and like two other people. I would G chat. Dude G chats. And G-chats. that's where I would like, and I was like, dude, you should check this out. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, for sure. This is like, this is some big stuff here. What do you think about it now, 10 years later?
1: Yeah, it's like, it's still like very legit. I mean, it's like gotten, um, I, personally, I feel like it's, sometimes I get a little like depressed about Bitcoin just cause like it, for it to really like. Thrive, I feel like the world just kind of has to fall apart uh, I don't think so, like I feel like it's constantly like you're waiting for like like it's just a lot of doom and gloom
0: there is like. a lot of doom and gloom, but I don't think uh like it necessarily needs to fall apart. I think the likelihood of the world falling apart is pretty high. It's not yeah, and that's why Bitcoin exists.
1: Yeah, like it's it's nice it's it's great to have. Like I just think it's like amazing. It's great. But I feel like when I get really into it, like when I when I see like like the whole Twitter like world, I'm just like, "Oh, like that's so like dark sometimes." Oh yeah. I'm just like it's so like I I don't know. I I like keep my distance, like a healthy distance, but I'm still like paying attention and like seeing what's going on all, all the time. Yeah. Like I loved going to El Salvador, like Bitcoin beach.
0: Yeah, you went there. Who'd you go there with? Athena?
1: So I went there. Well, I went there by myself. Um, I like had brought my girlfriend at the time and I just wanted to like go surf there and like check it out. And then, and like buying pupusas with you know like Bitcoin and stuff, and like p- going to restaurants and like buying food with Bitcoin. I was like, this is awesome. I was like, this is like real. It's happening. <laughs> that was like th- four years ago, three, I don't know, yeah, like three or four years ago. I was doing that, and and then I came, so though I met like the Strike guys down there, and I really wanted a Bitcoin Beach t shirt like bad. I was like, oh, these are sick. And then, as they're giving me one, they're like, "Oh, you're in Miami. Can you give one to Mayor Suarez?" I was like, "Like, I don't know the guy." <laughs> like, and they're like, "Dear, just take one and get get it to him." I was like, "Okay." So then, like, when I landed, I DM'd him, and he like wrote, "I was like, hey, I got this shirt from Bitcoin Beach guys. Can I like bring it over?" And he was like, "Yeah, come by tomorrow." <laughs> I was like, "Whoa!" And then I was like. Is this actually him, or is this? And he was like, "Yeah, it's me." I was like, "Where'd you meet him?" City Hall. <laughs> he was there, and dude, it was crazy because he, the two buildings in Surfside had just gone down. Remember when that
0: happened? Oh yeah, I've got some theories on that one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, yeah, let's. Nah, I'm <Okay>.
0: There is a theory out there. So the theory for those uh, buildings is that John McAfee's dead man switch was located. What? (laughs) There's a theory out there. Have you heard this one, Logan? No, there's a theory that uh, John McAfee's dead man switch was located in that building. They had to take it down.
1: So John McAfee's not just like alive somewhere like in the Caribbean?
0: He may be. We don't know. His dead man switch didn't go off, why not? Wait, what does a dead man
1: switch do? Or what is a dead man switch?
0: So if you're worried that the government or somebody's gonna
1: take you down Take
0: you down, you uh You're gonna take everyone take two you put down something, with you. Yeah, you put something on a computer and you say, Hey, if I don't interact with this for X amount of time, like send the emails to the people or do something with the data.
1: Uh yeah. Well Well Suarez. Just was, a theory he, he was the dealing theory. he was he was in the middle of all that. He was like He was in the middle of all that. And he was like, just swing by at like 1.30. I was like, okay. So I like show up. I was like, I gotta get a pick dude. Like send it to the boys down in El Salvador. And he's like, he's wearing like fire department gear and he's holding up the Bitcoin beach shirt. (laughs) I have it like, it's a great pick. Um, But then I went back with Athena. So do you know Matias? Goldenhorn. He's like the president now mm-hmm. of Athena. He he was like head of sales or something, or head of Latin America, because they're like a Chicago-based company. Yep, uh, um, Bitcoin ATMs, Athena. And he had j- he was like, yeah, oh, Bitcoin was becoming legal tender in El Salvador September 7th, I remember. And it was like August. I, I, I was just there in May. And... August rolls around I was like dude like this is cool what's happening down there you're like there a lot right he's like he's like yeah I'm actually like part of the team to like help with the Chivo wallet and like get businesses down there like ready to go and like he's like I'm I need so much help right now he's like actually can you come down and help me I was like what it's like okay he's like can you get on a flight tomorrow I was like yeah let's go (laughs) <laughs> and I just like show up into this like Airbnb you, that they, they rented out and it was like a war room and it, it was like, it was like 12 dudes in this Airbnb and they had all these like um, card readers that, that were like Chivo wallet and like government sponsored. And like, I have another picture that I'll send you Logan. That is like me at this desk, this table with like, the whole with like this whole operation of like people that were like it was very it felt very cool like very like poli- like I was in with like the the whole like top dogs like okay we're we're making this happen with bitcoin it's like we got to get walmart to be able to accept bitcoin here and like the mcdonald's and like all the everything is going to have to accept bitcoin in 4 weeks like <laughs> are you ready? And I was like, dude, what are you going to have me even do? I don't even know what's going on here. And they they just like didn't really know. It was like it was just a madhouse. It was like seriously madhouse.
0: <laughs> the fact that you were like, I didn't know this until now, the fact that you were like in the room and all this is going like, on. Like
1: Bukele's like brother is like running the shit and he's like walks in the room and and like Matias is like under the desk like no, jail. Like and there was like we were getting like escorted around and stuff. And
0: what did you actually they, do? So for them? they How did wanted you help out? so just, they wanted
1: me to look like I was like part of the team. They were trying to like make their team look like bigger and like smarter and like American. I don't know. And like Matias was like, "We'll figure something out for you to do. Like maybe you can help us out with like the AWS infrastructure or something. Or like we'll figure something out for you to do." And after like a day or two of just like hanging out with them, I was like, I just. I don't see what I'm going to do here. Like, I don't know how I'm going to be adding value. Like this is like, no, there's, it was just kind of a wild, wild west. And what was I doing? This at is the some time? incredible insight into the rollout of. Dude. So, oh, <laughs> lady Bitcoin. so such incredible, such incredible insight that I was like, how can I, how can I make money off this situation? And I was like, Athena was trading. On uh, an exchange, and <laughs> the price of Athena was like eighty cents. <laughs> You're about to get myself it. in trouble yeah no i because i all t- well I, nothing wrong happened, so I actually I was like because they were didn't know how they were going to pay me either. they were like, oh, maybe we'll give you shares of the company. I was like, what is this company even worth so i'm like looking at these filings and like trying to figure understand the business and and then I was like, "You know what I'm just gonna buy you know i've been I've been known to option trade for my day you know my dad was a broker dealer at the board of trade, and I've just been into it and I was like, man, I could buy some of these options on this Athena stock that's you know eighty cents and i i bought like a thousand dollars worth of it and and then i told i told matthias I was like, dude i just I was like, I just bought some, some Athena stock. And he was like, he's like, "Ah." yeah, like, I don't know if that's going to be like, do it. Like he was just like, yeah, I don't know about that. That move. And I was like, really? Like this guy, I was like, he was, he talked me out of it. He basically like made me think like, Oh, this is a bad move. Like I'm, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to cash out. I'm just going to get out of this the next day. It's someone leaks that like Athena's, it's on Twitter. Someone leaks like Athena's the one rolling out Chivo wallet in Bitcoin. Price shoots up to like $30. It would have been worth a lot. And I was just like, fuck, man.
0: Like, damn. That was like my shot. And yeah. Unfortunately, you couldn't incriminate yourself because you sold. I did sell. (laughs) Yeah. This is the... The weird world of Sean McDonald, you just end up in these places next to Jeremy Shocky in the war room with Bukele's team as they're rolling out Bitcoin. Yeah, that was that was crazy. How do you how do you end up in these situations? Um, I don't know. I
1: probably just following the curiosity, I feel like that's probably how I've ended up there. And just like willing to like kinda go for it.
0: To send it, if you will. Yeah, just just send it. Yeah. That I did not know that. You never told me that story. <laughs> dude, I'm, I'm like, almost positive
1: I've told you that story. Like I feel like there's more to it, too. I mean, I still keep in touch with those guys. Um like I like shout out Carlos. This guy he's a, like an attorney down there and he was like, dude, uh I sent him some salt of the earth. He like loves it. He's like, "Oh, we got to get this down here." But like shipping internationally is like I don't know. Let's
0: Just, let's it, dive it, into this. It okay. seems like I, I love this shit too. I <laughs> a lot. Yeah. It's funny having known you for 15 years. Like, yeah, oh, maybe Rome has finally finally found his niche here. What's it been like starting this company?
1: This has been super fun. I mean, um, so I have kind of always been into this. Like, I worked at the Gatorade Sports Science Institute in high school. It was like across the street from my high school, Barrington. It's not there anymore, but it used to be one of their like hubs. And I would do these different like lab tests and try new flavors and they would analyze my sweat. And it was kind of just like this weird, you know, side gig that I did for like 10 years. It was like always like, hey, like I'd get an envelope in the mail. That's how we, or I'd get an email actually. And they'd say, like, yeah, we got in this new 10-week t- study. Like, are you available? It pays, like, 50 bucks an hour. I was, like, always a, Like, yeah, yeah, f- hell yeah. That train is always on time. And then I just was, like, failing with my own, you know, with the protein powder. And then, like, just, like, started to do um, e-commerce stuff the last year on Amazon and I was reselling other brands. Like I was reselling a lot of shoes, a lot of Nikes, Adidas and Puma, New Balance. And I was like, man, I wanna just sell my own brand. The margins are so much better. And kind of went on this, this like surf sabbatical last year where I was like, you know, I had this video editing agency that I stumbled upon too where I met Ryan Breslow. He was like my friend I met him at this party at this like hackathon party in my, at Miami hack week and just like started talking to him and whatever. And then I, I like showed him a video that I made for a VC atomic ventures that I was like, I don't know what I was doing. I just made this cool video. It was actually a video of Pomp and, um, Abrams, uh, Abraham, frick, I forget the guy's name. Uh, but it was a video of Pomp actually. And I showed it to him and I was like, yo, like Ryan, do you know anyone that would like want videos like this? And he was like, me, I want these. I was like, okay, like how many He's like a lot? And I was like, okay. And again, never had, had no experience doing this at all. And I was like, okay, well we can go rent a studio just kind of like this. We just go rent a studio for like an hour and a half. And I would just like talk to him and ask him questions, kind of like a podcast. And he would just like talk. And then I would, I had a team in the Philippines that would just like cut it up and animate it. And then he would like share it. And then after he started posting these, I started like getting more clients, like people that were just like, yo, make those for me. And then, and that, that was a business that was 0% interest. Like everybody had money for that. And then, they didn't like <laughs> everyone's like, no, this is like the price came way down. The AI tools got way more advanced. Like, so like I had that business going with the shoes and then I was also selling offshore software development people. Cause I just like knew how to code, but I just like kind of sucked at it. And I was like, oh, I'm better at sales. I could just get these guys in India or South America or whoever, and link them up with companies here in the U S and so yeah, I, I just kind of like had all these different things going on and then at the beginning of 2023, I was like, I started this like surf adventure. I was like, okay, I'm going to Costa Rica for a month. Uh, I'm getting ready to go to this place, the Mentawai's in Indonesia. Have you ever, you know, the Mentawai's? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I booked this trip with four guys from university of Denver when I went there. um and these are like good snowboarders and friends and we all kind of picked up surfing later on and we had just put this trip in the books. It's kind of like one of those like destination like bucket list surf trips. I was not prepared. Like I was, my skill level was like not there. And so I was like, all right, I'm gonna spend a month in Costa Rica, surf every day. I like had like this like coach that just like would like scream at me and like really (laughs) like really push me hard. And then after that, I was like, oh, I'm going to go to Nicaragua. And I actually linked up with Ryan O'Rourke. Remember him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's living, he was living in Santa Teresa, another guy we played lacrosse with. He was living in Santa Teresa, and he was like, dude, I'm moving to Nicaragua. I was like, why? He's like, oh, it's too crowded here. Lineup's too crowded. It's too expensive. I was like, all right, I'm going to go to Nicaragua. So then I went there for a month, and I was in this place called Hacienda Iguana, which is like this bubble retirement community that has like two world-class waves. One's called panga drops and one's called Colorado's. Just Colorado's is like super famous wave that wasn't working the whole time that I was there, but I was still surfing panga drops every day. So then I go to, then I go back to Miami. I'm still like doing the shoes thing, but it's just like, kind of like, whatever. It's like, and then uh, I go to Portugal, surf in Erisera for a while, check out Nazare, meet up with one of my friends. Then we go to the MentaWise. And once we're in the MentaWise, it was like, I mean, amazing. Like heaven. It's like two weeks of just like, we stay at this place called Awera Resort. And, you know, it is like, it is like summer camp for adults. You know, you're, you wake up at 6 a.m., and what's awesome is like, you're just like with your boys the whole time, you know, <laughs> it's like you wake up 6am, have a coffee and then you get in this boat and the boat takes you to these waves, like perfect waves. And you're there all by yourself with like, you know, your, your, your dudes and, and you got like the music in the boat and it's like a kind of cooler and whatever. And you just surf for like three hours till you're like dead. And then you get off, go back, eat, go back, do it again for like 10 days straight we just did that and it was like so it was like amazing and you're also eating like really great food and while that's happening i'm like kind of renting out my my studio in south beach the whole time i had like kind of figured out i I was listing my south beach apartment on uh apartments.com and i was like getting people like and i was like okay. Yeah. Like rent it. I I was just like able to kind of like make it like swing it. And then when I was in the mental wise, some girl was like, I want to book it for two months. I was like, okay. So she books it for two months and I was like, where am I going to go? Like, and while I was there, everyone's like, you got to go to Bali. Like we're here. It's like close. Like it's like, it's about to be peak season over there for surfing. Like you got to go. And so I was like, all right, I gotta go. So then I find this spot in Bali. I book it, like pay for the two months in advance. And then I get there and the girl flakes at the last second that was supposed to rent the spot. So I'm like, fuck. was like, I'm trying to get out of this now. And I'm like, and I can't get out of it. I can't get my money back. So I'm like, I just got to eat this and I'm going to stay and I'm going to make the best of it. And... So I'm like, I'm like, I need to start a new business <laughs> I'm like, I'm running out of money. I'm like, I gotta start something new, and I was surfing super hard in the morning, like I'd wake up at like six five thirty six surf for like two hours, and then I'd go to this place the bol training center. It was like amazing, just like you know like amazing good looking people there working out, sweating heavy, and then after that there's like a restaurant where everyone's like hanging out and then go to this place called Santai. And there's like an amazing sauna ice bath. So I would do that whole thing, that whole thing by 11 and I'd be done by like 11 and I'd be just dead, like totally. And I'd be like, okay, try to like, I'd go to this co-working space after and try to like get some work done on my, my businesses and stuff. And I just like had no energy and I, I was like drinking caffeine and like drinking tons of water, eating lots of food and like, couldn't couldn't wake up like I couldn't get it going and then I started to just like add uh, salt just like pink Himalayan salt and I was like waking up and it just changed everything like I was totally a different person I was able to just like push through and recover and like get up and just like keep going and so I was like man I'm here like I want to like make the best of every single day I don't know if I'm ever gonna come come back to this place like I want to like I want to surf every day, every morning. Like I want to be out there. And, um, so that, yeah, it just like helped me like get through it. And then I was like, I was there and I was like talking to, you know, different suppliers and, um, started to like visit them and like tweak the formula and just like really like get into it and like working on, the you know, working on the, uh, the packaging and the design and like going back and forth with like different designers and like people in the Philippines that I knew that were like, you know, Sri Lanka, like all, everyone was like, I, no one was, you know, I'm the only U S based part of this brand really, um, for now. But, um, yeah, I was just like really just hustling to like make it happen. And I was starting to take while I was in Bali, I was like, I'm going to start taking pre-orders. Like I have the formula kind of like figured out, like halfway. How'd you come up with the formula? <laughs> the formula was I wanted to so I was like looking at Liquid IV and Element. And I was kinda like, okay, these are like these are the big boys. And at first I was like, Okay, yeah. Liquid IV is definitely like the biggest boy. I mean, they they that founder, I had kind of like, you know, admired his story and heard him talk about how he saw the product being developed uh, or he saw like pro baseball players drinking Pedialyte. And he was like, this is kind of like ridiculous. We should come up with something different. And, um, he, he just inspired me. And then, but I also really liked the element guys. I was just like, these guys are, this seems like the more advanced, Way to do this, like this, and then, and then in just trying the different products myself, I was like, this is more the the product that I think makes me feel the best. Um, like I feel like with Liquid IV, there's like all these like B vitamins and like a bunch of bullshit that just like doesn't really do anything. It's not like really gonna make you feel that much better. Like the salt is like you could just do the salt. Like you could just buy pink Himalayan salt in the morning and like not use this. And like, yeah, you know, you'll, you'll feel it, but it doesn't taste good. What does it do? The salt really like, it kind of like pushes water into your cells like sodium. Just like, it's kind of like the simplest way I can like explain it. But um, yeah, I mean, it's really replacing also just replacing what you lose in sweat, you know, just like how Gatorade always sold it to you.
0: Yeah. And they like, cause I've seen you do like the demos of like where you put the thing into the metrometer. Yeah. The metrometer and that. So what's happening there?
1: So that is a sensor. It's a piece of plastic. That's like a straw that's held out by two copper wires and it measures the, sh- the like strength of the charge between the two copper wires and when there's a stronger electro, uh, like concentration, it's just like a stronger current. It's like, it's just like a stronger charge in your body. And when I, so I saw a friend of mine actually had this metrometer Instagram video that he posted that like went super viral. And I was like, Oh, that's so smart where he's like grounding. He's a, like, he has his feet yeah, on I've the ground. That, yeah. Yeah and he's like h- touching like a tree and then he like uses his and it's like i was like wow that's like like listening to someone talk about grounding is like very like hippy dippy like i don't want to hear you but like when he pulled that thing out and you're like looking at numbers you're like oh this is like legit so i was like i'm a big fan
0: of of grounding
1: yeah me too it's like kind of weird to say but like it's totally legit it's totally legit <laughs> I mean, I love going out and, like, I try to work out on the sand every day if I can. It's just, like, it's the best. And, like, jump in the ocean. I feel like it's, like, the best. But when he showed that video, I was like, that is so powerful to, like, see some numbers, some measurement. And, you know, you hear, you see, there's so many comparison videos of, like, This is how much sugar our product has. This is how much sugar our product has. You decide. And it's like, show me something, like, I don't know, better than that. Like, that's like the Logan Paul move. Logan Paul's like, this is how much sugar Prime has. This is how much sugar everybody else has. It's
0: like, shut up, dude. (laughs) Stuff sucks. (laughs) You were telling me about what's wrong with Prime? It's got too much...
1: It's all potassium. There's no sodium. It's like ten milligrams of sodium, and they're like, we have eight hundred milligrams of electrolytes. Yeah, but like seven hundred and ninety of them are potassium, and that's not like that's not hydrating you. That's not like helping you. Like you don't sweat potassium. Like you sweat salt. So that's
0: what salt of the earth does. Yeah, it gets you the
1: salt. Gets you the salt, baby. <laughs>
0: Yeah, man. And what's it been like getting this off the ground? It's been,
1: it, dude, it's been, you know, I think Elon said this where he's like, you know, cause I, I'll compare myself to Elon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's like uh, entrepreneurship is like staring at a dark hole and like eating glass. You're just, I mean like, I think it's just like, it's always like uh fear and euphoria you know like some days i'm just like super high like oh my god we just closed all these equinoxes and uh, hotels and, and then other days i'm just like how am i going to pay my rent like what am i going to eat like how, what, how is this going to work so
0: you know it's well it seems like it's getting traction like that's it's been like well, it's, you said it to me first i was like all right i'll try it out and i tasted it I was like oh shit! and then i was at the gym i usually take it after my workouts i'm like ah, oh. like it does give you that burst of energy
1: I mean, I'll tell you, one of the highest, I'll I'll tell you the, probably the highest I've ever gotten, like, pure euphoria feel was after you tweeted about it and seeing orders come in. I was, I was just, I was like, yes. It was like, ching, 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 ching. And I was like,
0: oh my God.
1: Oh my God.
0: (laughs) My adrenaline was, like, going. Well, that's that's what we were talking about earlier. Like, how do you plan on, like... I think you got a good product there. Like, how do we scale it?
1: You know, I think um, you just go to drink dot com slash tftc <laughs> and just hit that button. I don't know. I mean, I think I think I could bootstrap it pretty far. Yeah. Like, um, you know, that's that's it'd be nice to. I have this this conversation in my head a lot. Where it's like yeah just take the whole thing bootstrap this baby and then other times i'm like be nice to get like some investment and some more people involved but um yeah i don't know just kind of going with the flow
0: yeah i think you're riding a trend though i think people are really beginning to realize that oh maybe we should care about our health and do preventative health totally and hydration's I mean, important is hydration important yeah, man. You know it's important. This electrolytes important. You
1: know, you know this. I mean, first thing you do when you get into a ER is they hit you with a saline solution because you're probably dehydrated. Like seventy percent of the population is like chronically dehydrated. I mean, it makes it makes sense. I mean, a lot of times I've just noticed in myself, especially like with the fasting stuff. I've realized, like, especially in the afternoon, for some reason in the afternoon was when I would, like, want to just, like, eat snacks all all afternoon. It's like, oh, it's snack time. Like, let's just eat whatever. And I kind of realized it's, like, I'm not even hungry. I'm just, like, bored. And I, like, just, but, like, and then if I'm, but if I'm trying to replace that with water, then I'm just, like, having to pee, like, all the time. So then when I was, like, now if I just have one of these, I'm not, I'm actually not hungry. I'm just thirsty is what I've like come to realize is that. And I, and I feel like that's probably the case with a lot of other people where they're not actually hungry. They're just thirsty. And it's kind of like disguised as like, oh, I need to eat. But then like, I mean, you just did five days, no eating. It's like, you can do it. And like, you feel actually pretty good. Like, yeah, I felt really good last Thursday. It's like pretty, it's like amazing. Like Two Thursdays. I, I was like scared to do the 72 hours. Cause I was like, Oh my, I'm not going to be able to mentally function. I'm going to be like, but I was actually like really sharp. You know, you're kind of
0: like on edge, like Yeah, at the end of the day too, you're like, all right, I'm going to groove now. I'm like used to being hungry, hunger, hunger pings go. Yeah. Away. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, um, it's changed
1: like how I think about fitness and endurance and just like getting through the day. Cause I think with the natural like circadian rhythm of most people, you're kind of like supposed to be kind of feeling like tired around like two o'clock, three o'clock. You're kind of like, your body's kind of like, okay, it's time to like, but then you, but then if I like have one of these at like two o'clock, which I usually do, I'm like ready. I got like, I'm good. I'm like, I don't really need. And it's amazing that it's like, also, if you drink it in the morning, like first thing in the morning, which I usually do is like, sometimes I, I don't even feel like I need to have coffee. It's like, I'm not actually tired. I'm just dehydrated. That's the other one is like, wow, could I, I, I mean, I still love coffee, but I like, I, I, uh, I drink sad coffee. What's that? It's like, it's, that's what my brother's wife calls it. Like, I'll just have a glass of whole milk and like instant coffee and like maple syrup. And I'll microwave it. That's disgusting. It's sad. That is sad. Sad coffee. (laughs) 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 But it's fast. Like, I'm just like, I don't want to, I don't know. I'm just like lazy with the drip too. Or like French press. I probably should just do one of those, but I'm just like,
0: I don't know. Five minutes for a pot of coffee. to.
1: But now I've just I've been drinking a lot of milk. Raw milk? Oh, I wish. Are you on the raw just, milk? I, I want to get on the raw milk, but
0: I've just been doing the whole whole milk. Yeah, the raw milk's uh, a big upgrade. Do you get people. it? Yeah. They sell it here in Austin. That's how I broke my fast the raw milk, three raw eggs and honey. Raw yeah. eggs? Yeah. Raw. <laughs> raw eggs. You <laughs> move to Texas to get a Southern draw. Uh-huh. Nice. And you get the cowboy boots? And you get the cowboy boots. Nice. And you get a hat from uh, Deep Eddie Cabaret. I'm officially a northerner in Texas. Is this is this the look That's of the somebody look? who was transplanted here, Logan? <laughs> 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 All right. DrinkSote.com slash DFTSU if you want a 15% off.
1: Yeah, definitely do that.
0: Yeah. Anything else we should tell the freaks? Oh, should I talk about the Jack Dorsey story? <laughs> yeah. I think we can end it with the Jack stor- Dorsey story. <laughs>
1: All right. So last year I started that, you know, surf sabbatical and I was in Costa Rica and I, I sit down at dinner and at the corner of my, eye, I see him at the table next to me and I'm like, I'm like looking across the table to my buddy, I was like, yo, that's Jack Dorsey. look at that girl oh my god smoke and and then like nothing happens whatever but then the next day I see him again at this reggae club I I think this place actually closed down but um, like the whole town goes to this this reggae club and so I like go in and I see him and I was like with this girl and I was like oh my god he's and he had like bunch of cute girls around and like he had like security and he was by like the exit you know he was like he had his own like entrance and exit that he it was like private little corner and I was like oh man I want to like just say what's up to this guy like I but I don't want to be like I don't want to be that meme of the guy that's like screaming into the girl's ear like trying to like say like yo like
0: there's only 21 million Bitcoin. You got to get
1: like, them. what's up, dude? You want to, uh, I just like, didn't know. I didn't want to like do that. It was so loud too. So I'm like, how am I even going to talk to this guy? It's like so fucking loud. And, and so then I'm like, I'm like dancing with my girl. I'm like having a good time. I'm like kind of like forgetting about it. And then like, so at some point she like drags me like closer to him. And then at one point I'm like, you know, arm's length away. And I was just like, I gotta like, say what's up. Like, I gotta say something. And I'm like thinking to myself, like, what the hell am I going to say to this guy? And I just like, I just kind of like leaned in at one point and I was like, yo, Jack, love what you're doing for Bitcoin, man. And he just, he was like, yo, thank you. Like, I appreciate that. Like, he was like, what's your name? I was like, yeah, I'm Sean. He's like, oh, I'm Jack. I was like, yeah, no shit, I was like, um, and then like, right after that, he just kind of like, he, he like looked at like his like security and like bouncers and just kind of gave him like a nod, like, yo, this guy's, this guy's fine. Like, don't fucking kill this guy. And the rest of the night, we're just like, you know, like shoulder to shoulder, like, he just kind of like welcomes me into his like circle of of like hot babes and like we're just like shoulder to shoulder dancing like the rest of the night it was like so awesome and uh yeah that was it i didn't get a picture or nothing i was just like you got a good story i got a great story and it it was a great memory
0: yeah yeah you live a wild life sir (laughs) it's funny (laughs) coming from your basement apartment in chicago to uh (laughs) pumping up elbows with Jack Dorsey <laughs> the, the athena story might be the funniest thing the fact that you were in the war room in Venezuela the week before they <laughs> El Salvador El Salvador um before they launched the uh the Bitcoin law yeah <laughs> the fact that you were in that room blows my mind but I'm happy you were
1: yeah I don't know what I was doing I got the picture to prove that You got a
0: lot of stories Jeremy Shockey Athena Jack Dorsey Bali starting a electrolytes company yeah, for the freaks. For the freaks. Yeah. Soul of the earth for the freaks. <laughs> Drink saute.com slash TFTC. Peace and love freaks. Dicko Dicker.